Fargo Public Schools' long-range facilities plan has been a topic of conversation for quite some time. Steering committee, they had uh, the public meetings as well, and I know many of you listening uh, here in the Fargo Public School District uh, hopefully did attend. I know a number of you did. And then, of course, the online ability to go and uh, let your thoughts known, uh, concerns, questions, all of that. And I know that the the work is far from over, but I'm curious what the update is. And uh, to, to give us kind of the latest is uh, Dr. Rupa Gandhi, the Fargo Public School Superintendent, joining us here on KFGO. Dr. Gandhi, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate you t- taking time. Uh, you know, whenever we're talking about changes, and especially when it comes to education, public schools, it seems like there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of uh, thoughts that circulate around about how things are going. And now that we've had kind of some time to gather people's thoughts. I'm kind of curious, how are we feeling on where we are? You know, uh, I think we're feeling good because at the end of the day, we're in the middle of a process and we want the process to play out in a way that we are able to gather public feedback along the way. So, uh, you know, obviously we've heard some good, some bad, lots of different emotions on our long-range facilities plan through the two or three different uh, major public pushes that we've given or opportunities that we've provided our public to give us feedback. And that's exactly what we wanted. We we want um, a process where the steering committee is constantly engaging with the public and then making changes based on the data that they have in front of them and what the public is sharing. So, you know, we are in the middle of that process, but it feels good uh, to see that the public is expressing their true emotions and, and how they feel now because the worst thing that could have happened was for the steering committee to just put together a plan and then recommend it to the board and then public is unaware and say we didn't lack feedback. So we were really intentional this year to say, let's create a process where we can keep prototyping the plan and providing the public multiple opportunities for feedback. So if there is something that we're missing or a sentiment that we're not capturing, that we know that on the front end, and then we make that revision. And I think that's what's happening here. So I'm excited to see that play out. Well, and I'm glad that uh, th- that is where we are, too. And I say that because, uh, Doctor, you know how, how perceptions and all of a sudden people start getting in echo chambers, and all of a sudden what was getting thrown at me, and, and I brought this up on my show uh, about a week and a half ago, is, oh, this, this deal's already done. People already have their mind made up. This is all just going for show. And as I was relaying that, saying – that's not what I have perceived through this. One of the steering committee members uh, unprompted called in and said, look, the plan that you know people had earlier when there was three options, well, that's not at all where we are as of today following those public comments. You know, this is an evolving process in which what's on paper right now won't be that by the end of today. And hammering that as though, this, you know, this is not set in stone. This was not a decision that's already been made and then we're just going through a show. This is a process and people are being heard. That's absolutely correct. You know, I am not a member of the steering committee. They, The consultants um, work with the steering committee. Then they do separate board engagement, separate leadership engagement, and get inputs from us. But even today, um, at this moment in time, I can't even tell you what the most updated plan is because it's evolving to that level. And I know that the next steering committee, they're going to make a significant amount of decisions based on reviewing the survey data, reviewing public input, that will, that can change the plan a little or a lot. And I have no idea what that will be. So all I know at this point in time is that there will be a plan that is going to keep going through multiple versions and then presented to the board at the end of March. And, you know, I would not even take venture a guess on saying what, what's going to be included in that plan or not, because I just don't know. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I'm glad to hear that from you as as well, uh, because I know that there's those those parents are listening, and I understand the emotion. I understand, you know, the concern about changes of you know how things have been, and uh, especially on the north side is where I hear a lot of this. Uh, Dr. Gandhi is look, we we've got neighborhood schools, we've got underutilized buildings. They, everyone seems to acknowledge, look, we can't stand still. We got to do something. But getting that vast majority to agree on what that something is is no easy task, as you are certainly experiencing right now. Yeah, that's really well said. You know, we live in a world of limited resources, so unfortunately everything's a trade-off. And, you know, I tell people this all the time. As a superintendent or as a leader of a school district, I never want to execute a plan that's going to make any part of my population that I'm here to serve and I'm privileged enough to serve in this community uh, upset, right? So, but the reality of the situation is we, the best that we can do is say, here's the resources that we have. Here's the different options. You guys tell us what that is. And then I feel like my job is to administer the vision of our community represented through our board of education by them adopting that plan. So, uh, you know, it is a trade-off because you know, we, I wish we could do everything for everyone and we all have different measures of success or what school should look like. We've all had different experiences and that's the beauty of it. But the reality is resources are just finite. So we have to figure out what, how to maximize those resources in terms of what's best for our students. I, this might be getting ahead of ourselves here, but I'm going to ask you the question where you're talking about resources. And of course, people think uh, of, of resources in the forms of dollars and how we're getting this done. And I know that we don't know what the plan is. So we don't really have a price tag, but there's been figures that have been floated around about anywhere from X amount to over 600 million. And then people point out, look, there's a reserve fund here. Uh, walk me through that process as best as you can, knowing that the, you know the, the board is ultimately in the, the decider here of how this might be funded. Do we dip into the reserves? Is it all in a referendum? What's the latest on that? Yep. So great question. And I think it's really important to clarify that the price tags that have been shared today are the price tags for the work. So the one thing that our district did before we even determined what, um, that we need to create a long-range facilities plan is first assess the conditions of all of our current buildings so we have relevant and meaningful data that we can take a look at. And even if you go to the Fargo Public Schools website and click on facilities, we have a, a very very, very detailed interactive dashboard that per building district-wide will tell you where all of our maintenance needs are, what the costs are, what the replacement values for the buildings are. So the price tag that's being shared has nothing to do with what the potential price tag could be for and ask if the district were to go that way, because it's just saying to do this work, this is what it's going to cost. That's the first piece. But the second piece is that's what the work is going to cost to do over a 15-year plan. So once a plan has been determined, we then have to figure out how will the plan be phased. And then when you figure out the phasing, then the board has to then figure out what resources do we have at our disposal at this point in time, working with our bonding agencies, with our debt collectors, and saying, what can we afford over this phase plan over 15 years? Or will there be a time in which we will need to ask for public assistance to do that? And what will that be will just be based on the gap of what the district is unable to do or needs a public support for. So we are in the process of developing the plan and we have numbers for what the plan costs. But in terms of how that translates to what the ask could or won't be for the community or what the district resources will be available to do or not do is just a little too early at this point in time. 
Dr. Rupak Gandhi, our guest Fargo public school superintendent, uh, and the Fargo part of this, uh, we had mentioned neighborhoods. That, that The thing that seems to be coming to me the most uh, during this conversation is people are fearful that they're losing their neighborhood schools. And I say, well, define that. What does that mean, a neighborhood school? And, of course, and they'll, they'll explain. The, the one that I'm trying to baseline here is, look, you have the school, and it's just houses aside from that. I mean, you've got neighborhoods that are named after the school itself. Uh, and then you think about the city itself, and they, they've got long-range plans as well. Uh, is there communications between you know the, the city and the city commission and the Fargo Public School Board in this process, or is this uh, kind of we're, we're tasked with our long-range plan, and once we have a plan, then we come to you? No, actually, we are working together. We've always had a great partnership between the Fargo Public School District the city of Fargo, and I'll even say our, our park district. We work uh, very collaboratively. It's been a long-standing relationship that I really think has benefited the citizens of Fargo because we work together to make sure that we can um, we can work off each other, build off each other, and make sure that we're not we're keeping tax dollars lower without having to duplicate services. So that's why you see a lot of good partnerships currently, even within our schools in the park district or the city of Fargo. Uh, as it relates to the, the neighborhood schools concept, yeah, at the last community meeting that we had in the north side of town, uh, that was a question I asked because I've always heard about the value of neighborhood schools and something that has been preached. But, you know, having clarity and what does that mean is extremely important because some people use neighborhood schools for uh, to represent a small school. Like you said, some people just say it's a school that's in the house and the school has the neighborhood's name. But the reality is we don't have neighborhood schools currently throughout town. It's only on one part of town, if that's the definition that we're using. Other people define neighborhood schools based on walkability. So I think we have to really sit down and say, what are the most important criteria and priorities for the steering committee to know? Um, and then let's make sure that we can try to execute that if that's what the vision of the community is. Very good. Uh, Doctor, this uh, plan, like you say, March is when we're having, I guess, maybe that board discussion. Uh, what what do you want to get out to the uh, Fargo Public School listeners uh, before I let you go? Uh, I think the two most important things that, that I want to get out are, one is that the steering committee was tasked with one primary rule, and that was any option that comes out for any plan must be an upgrade for students. And that's the most important piece for me, um, is making sure that we are providing the best environment that we can for students. Second thing I want to share is uh, make your voice heard because it matters. Uh, this is an iterative process, like I shared before. No school district, no board wants to just push through a plan that the community that they're here to serve doesn't like, right? We know that we have conflicting values, conflicting priorities in the community, so you're never going to get 100% consensus. But we are here to represent and serve our community, so we want to hear those voices. And sometimes the plans are thrown out there, are thrown out there for feedback. Um, good, bad, or otherwise. And so so please provide that feedback because that's what the steering committee is going to use to make those decisions. Very good. Dr. Root, you always answer when we call, and that uh, I admire that from you, and I appreciate it. Uh, you take care until the next time, okay? You as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Rupak Gandhi, again, Fargo Public School Superintendent. Your thoughts, 35270. Coming back to you right after this year on Afternoons Live. Mama pajama 